Hello and welcome to Broadway Binge. This week it's just Jeremy for another mini-sode. We're going to be talking about West Side Story pretty soon, so I thought we'd check in on Leonard Bernstein and figure out what he's been doing since On the Town, which we talked about the week after we talked about Oklahoma. And there are two musicals that he did in between On the Town and West Side Story, or actually only one of them, Wonderful Town, is a musical. The other one, Candide, is an operetta, but they both appeared on Broadway. They both have, you know, songs with lyrics and then speaking in between. So the distinction is not super important. I mean, you could make an argument that in some ways West Side Story is kind of an operetta, just maybe a modern jazz operetta or something like that. So either way, um, both musicals by Bernstein, both in the 1950s, we left off with Bernstein and an early Jerome Robbins and characters like that in On the Town, which was in 1944. He then took nine years off of musicals, and Bernstein's been very busy in this interim time. He's been, you know, in charge of orchestras, writing orchestral pieces, all kinds of stuff, working on film scores. He did um, the score of On the Waterfront in 1954. But in 1953, after a nine-year gap, he returns to Broadway with Wonderful Town, which I would sort of describe as a discount on the town. It's a similar idea. There's people who aren't from New York coming to New York for the first time, trying their best to make it there. There are some sort of jazzy songs, but more intricate than you know your typical jazzy Broadway score because Bernstein is really such a master. They're very intricate songs, but... It sounds kind of like the B-side of On the Town, kind of like the deleted songs that weren't good enough for On the Town. He figures he'll trot them out now for Wonderful Town. I know that's not the case, or at least I don't believe that's the case. Who knows what he was writing at the time. But it sort of just sounds like everything in Wonderful Town is similar to On the Town, but not as good. This time, instead of three sailors, we have two sisters from Ohio who are coming. One of them, the older sister, wants to become a famous writer, and the younger sister wants to become a famous actress. They find a place in Greenwich Village, and hilarity ensues, or at least some reviewers would say hilarity ensues. Listening to the soundtrack, I don't get the impression that too much hilarity is ensuing. The older sister is played by Rosalind Russell, who is a really famous comedic actress. Um, lots of work that she did. This uh, story originally came from some autobiographical short stories by someone named Ruth McKenney, which were in The New Yorker in the late 1930s. She later published in book form as My Sister Eileen, which was then turned into a play called My Sister Eileen by Fields and uh, Chodorov. That's Joseph A. Fields and Jerome Chodorov. And they adapted their play into this musical. They wrote the book of the musical and then Bernstein wrote the music, and Comden and Green, who you remember from On the Town, they both wrote the lyrics and were in the show. They wrote the lyrics to this as well. And the play and movie that was based on the play, actually I'm going to skip that part, that play My Sister Eileen was then turned into a movie, all of it before Wonderful Town. The movie and this musical starred Rosalind Russell. And so she is in Wonderful Town. There weren't really... I don't want to say there weren't any hits. There was one major hit that came out of this, if we can call it a hit, more like a song that you might have heard before. It's called Ohio. Um, I'll play a little bit of it, and I'll play a little bit of other songs too, even though there's nothing that's really a hit, just to sort of give you a sense of the sound of this show and how you can tell it's by someone who is like a master because you know that they're a master from other things. You can hear that in the soundtrack here and there, but if this was the only thing you'd ever heard from Bernstein, you would think that he's just not someone who is you know, going to be massively successful on Broadway and in the American just general musical scene. 
So here I'll just play part of Ohio. Real banger, right? Why did I wonder to find what lies yonder when life was so cozy at home? I also moved to New York from the Midwest. I don't have the same feelings. I mean, of course, I'll always love Chicago, but um, I guess because I was a city kid there and I'm a city kid here, I don't get that same feel of like, oh no, I left my, my country roots. But yes, that is a song. It is in the world. It exists. It is not Bernstein's best, in my opinion, and yet that becomes the hit from the show. I want to move on to Candide pretty soon. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this show when Candide, I feel, has so much better music and is, you can tell you know, that's Bernstein really at his best other than West Side Story, which is really at his best. But I'm just going to you know, play a little bit of other things just to give a sense Um, This song I thought was kind of funny. It's about how really talented people go to New York and just get lost in the shuffle, and it's a waste of their it's a waste of their time, money, and talent. So here's a little bit of that song. Go home, go west, go back where you came from. Oh, why did you ever leave Ohio? A million kids just like you come to town every day with stars in their eyes. They're gonna conquer the city. They're gonna grab off the Pulitzer Prize. But it's a terrible pity because they're in for a bitter surprise. And their stories all follow one line like his, like his, like mine. Born in Duluth, natural writer, published at seven, genius type. Wrote the school play, wrote the school paper, summa cum laude, all of that tripe. Came to New York, got on the staff here, this was my chance to be heard. And since then I haven't written a word. What a waste, what a waste, what a waste of money and time. So yeah, I mean... The other verses are probably funnier. I could play one of those for you, but like whatever, that would involve spending more time thinking about Wonderful Town than any of us want to. I'll play some of the more instrumental jazzy songs. You can tell Bernstein has really wanted to do something Latin. I mean, he's going to do that extensively in West Side Story to great effect. There's a song here called Congo where Rosalind Russell or her younger sister, or who cares, someone, gets a bunch of Brazilian sailors to do the conga and they... Do the con- they get everyone in all of Greenwichville to do the conga, and someone goes to jail, and it's great hijinks, haha. I thought we got out of that kind of stuff in like the 1940s, but here it is, back again, this sort of throwback weird musical. Here's some of conga. You show conga. Then will you give me my interview? See. Si. Oh well, it's easy. All you gotta do is this. See. One, two, three. Ha. One, two, three. Ha. Like that. See. Conga. That's it. You got it. Okay, fellas, that's enough. What do you think of the USA, NRA, TVA? What do you think of our Mother's Day? What do you think of our Conga? Yeah, that's it. That's the Conga, all right. Okay, fellas, settle down. What do you think of our native squaws, Charles D. Dawes, Warden Laws? What's your opinion of Santa Claus? What do you think of our Conga? 
Um, so that is Conga. It is no America from West Side Story. Um, here is another song, My Darling Eileen. There's like a mix-up and they're Irish prisoners. You think that the younger sister is Irish. Oh, oh, I wish I were back in the land of the green with my darling Eileen. Yeah, so that's that. Last thing I'll play, this song is called Swing. Two songs ago was Conga with an exclamation mark, and this song is Swing with an exclamation mark. I feel like this is probably going to be a good example of Bernstein like writing some good like complex step up, jazz step music. Maybe I'm mistaken. Oh. Yeah, let's do the ballet at the village vortex. Yeah, so this is a ballet, so more just Bernstein writing good jazz music. Less reliant on the strictures of the musical form. And so I won't play this too extensively, but you can kind of get a hint, like, okay, yeah, that's the guy who wrote West Side Story later on. You can sort of get a hint of that. So, yeah, Wonderful Town... It did all right. So On the Town ran for 559 performances, which is fine. If we look at the runs of other shows that have gone recently, we're now getting a lot of shows running over 1,000. I mean, this came out in 53. If Most of the musicals we've been talking about, Guys and Dolls was in 50. That was before now. And that ran for 1,200. Ever since then, we've been seeing things running for like 1925, 1246, My Fair Lady in 56, which, yes, is three years after this, but that ran for 2717. So, you know, 500, it's not one of the all-time greats, but it's a decent run. It's the kind of musical where, like, all the other things on Broadway were probably mediocre, also had plots that were irrelevant, but the music wasn't quite as interesting and complex as this was. Not that this is the most complex music ever. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a decent run. Uh, Candide, which we're now going to talk about, actually basically flopped when it opened. People just didn't want a sort of operetta like this um, that wasn't necessarily very funny, and that only ran for 73 performances, which is really bad. So just to give you a little bit of context on what Candide is, it's based on a French satire by Voltaire in 1959. It's considered Voltaire's magnum opus and uh, one of the greatest works of French literature. It's a satire. It has this sort of satiric tone there's a teacher pangloss is teaching his mentee candide about you know optimism and we live in the best of all possible worlds and it's uh it was somewhat controversial at the time seen as containing religious blasphemy political sedition and intellectual hostility hidden under a thin veil of naivete i got that from the wikipedia page of the original candide so Bernstein decided to make an opera based off of this, and um, the libretto was by Lillian Hellman, who is the playwright known for um, The Children's Hour, which is actually a play that Hannah and I starred in together. And the problem with the Hellman libretto is that it was seen as kind of too dark, not funny enough, not as funny as the original Voltaire. So the original version didn't do well, but Bernstein's music sort of endured. The 
cast recording endured because it just was so good. If you don't care about, you know, what's happening in between the songs, you just want to listen to beautiful music. This was the first true sign, and the Broadway scene at least, that Bernstein isn't just an unusually good writer of, you know, like jazz Broadway music as he was in On the Town, which was just one musical that had happened 12 years ago at this point because Candide comes out in uh, 1956. And once that story comes out, 1957. So, you know, we're talking Wonderful Town 53, Candide 56, West Side Story 57. The 50s were really busy with Bernstein on Broadway, and he wouldn't return to Broadway until um, the 1970s with a musical about the White House, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So really, it's you got, like, you know, 1940, three shows in the 50s, one in the 70s, and that's it. But the Candide Opera, because it was so popular, it eventually did come back um, Harold Prince has revived it multiple times. Lillian Hellman wouldn't allow her libretto to be used in the revivals. So for uh, those revivals, Hal Prince commissioned a new one-act book by Hugh Wheeler, which later, when that was a success, he expanded into a full two-act book. Hugh Wheeler also wrote the books for Sweeney Todd and A Little Night Music. So um, you know he was a big part of that sort of Hal Prince-Stephen Sondheim circle. And um, the primary lyricist I should mention for all of these was the poet Richard Wilbur, but there were a lot of contributors to the text over the many revivals and from the original. Um, some of these include John Latouche, Dorothy Parker, Lillian Hellman herself with lyrics, Stephen Sondheim, John Mosseri, John Wells, and even Bernstein himself. So big group of people have contributed to putting this together. There's no one definitive version of the operetta, but the music has basically gone unchanged. In the smaller one-act version, some of the songs were cut, but for the most part, you know, it's a changing musical, changing operetta, and the main purpose of it is to listen to some of these Bernstein pieces. The probably most famous songs all contribute to the overture of Candide. And the overture is actually quite famous, maybe more so than any other overture I can think of. I mean, usually, like, there might be a good overture just, you know, combining some of the really good songs from a show, but people don't just listen to and perform that overture to the exclusion of some of the other songs. But Candide, the overture, has become a really popular piece for orchestras to play. Um, at one point in the 80s, according to Wikipedia, it was the most often performed piece of concert music by Bernstein, um, including West Side Story. This was in 1987, and um, there was a concert band version that actually my high school uh, concert band played. I played the French horn for that, and it was probably my favorite thing I ever played while I still played the French horn through the end of high school. Um, so I'll play a little bit of the uh, overture to Candide. It's really long. It's really great. I w would really recommend listening to the entire overture of Candide. It's one of my favorite pieces in all of Broadway. But um, I will just play a certain part that I enjoyed because it has a good moment for the horn. So here we go. That's a great piece for the horn. I used to be able to play like that once upon a time, once I was good. And they, that overture contains pieces of about three songs, which I would say are, you know, the best three songs. Um, I will play right now from a song, The Best of All Possible Worlds, which, you know, I mentioned this in the Voltaire piece. This is sort of lifted straight from that. It's the teacher telling the students about how we live in the best of all possible worlds. It's kind of some funny, sarcastic little 
bits about marriage, so I'll just let a little bit of that play right now. In this best of all possible worlds, of which, if I may say so, Westphalia is the center. Look at this view, mountains and towers, green meadows too, bursting with flowers. This is the heart of this best of all possible worlds, quite the best part of this best of all possible worlds. This is the heart of this best of all possible worlds, best of Since marriage is divine, of course we cannot understand, sir, why there should be so much divorce. Do let us know the answer. Do let us know the answer. Why marriage, boy, is such a joy, so lovely a condition, that many ask no better than to wed as often as they can in happy repetition. A brilliant exposition. So that's pretty funny. Um, the next song I'm going to play is Oh Happy We. This is between Candide and Kuniganda, the couple that wants to get married before everything goes wrong and there's like volcanoes and earthquakes and fake deaths and syphilis, all sorts of things that make them realize that their optimism might not be warranted. But uh, right now they're singing Oh Happy We. The woman in this is Barbara Cook, who you might know from The Music Man, among other things. She became something of a star after this, even though this show itself wasn't necessarily what launched her. Um, later on I'll play a little bit of Glitter and Be Gay, which is probably the most famous song from this. But first, here is Oh Happy We. little farm. We'll buy a yacht and live aboard it, rolling in luxury and stylish charm. Cows and chickens. Social world. Peas and cabbage. Ropes of pearls. All right, so that's a pretty song. And now I will play a little bit of Glitter and Be Gay. Um, I mean, there's like more than 30 seconds of this I would want to play, so I'm going to skip to the part where she sings, you know, really high notes, which is sort of the recognizable part that a lot of sopranos like singing to show off their great voices. Take their diamond necklace and show my noble stuff by being reckless. Kristen Chenoweth also played that role in a concert performance and was pretty lauded for it. Um, I think pre-Wicked, but maybe post, doesn't matter. 
Um, you can listen to that if you want. I always prefer to play the original, and Barbara Cook is so good, so I went with that version. So that's a really good song. Um, it's, she's sort of singing about how she's been forced by circumstance to become a prostitute. This is after she and Candide have been separated by all sorts of issues and problems, and now they're meeting up again. She just sort of glitters and acts gay to sort of get, uh, to sort of push past those terrible thoughts and feelings and emotions. But um, it's a really challenging role, and you can hear here that this musical, based on things I've heard, it's by a really great composer, and you can kind of hear the connection between certain parts of West Side Story and certain parts of this. Maybe songs like Tonight and West Side Story or, you know, Make of Our Heart, songs that are more operatic. You can hear the connection that these were made by the same person, and you can also sort of hear how On the Town and Wonderful Town were by the same person who wrote West Side Story. You know, things like songs like Cool, maybe, or When You're a Jet. You can hear that connection, and you would never be able to tell that On the Town and Wonderful Town are by the same person who wrote Candide, but with West Side Story is that middle. If you're familiar enough with that, you can hear how it all connects and is by one person. Um, but, yeah, I've never actually seen a production of Candide live. I would like to. Um, I've mentioned before that I don't like opera so much, but I do enjoy a good Gilbert and Sullivan operetta, and this sort of feels to me like a kind of you know, modern take on Gilbert and Sullivan, the same sort of wry, sarcastic sense of humor that I'm used to in Gilbert and Sullivan. It sounds like you kind of have that here with just better music. I don't know if that's blasphemous to say, but I don't think it's that blasphemous to, you know, call Bernstein great when he's often considered the greatest American composer. Uh, so there you go. Um, that is some music from Candide and Wonderful Town um, to give you a sense of what Bernstein was up to in the years leading up to West Side Story. And this is really leading up to West Side Story. This operetta came out a year before that, so he was working on both shows at the same time. And uh, I think you'll probably agree with me that West Side Story is his best work, and I look forward to talking about that with Hannah very shortly. So I'll see you then.